2: If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.
3: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives.
1: Oh, and welcome to Saver production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese, and
0: I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have another episode full of listener mail for you.
1: Yes, you know we love these listener mail episodes <sighs> so much—very yes. favorite things. Uh, and we've got a lot of fun ones in this one. I can't wait. So oh yeah, we'll require describing of imagery, which I love <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, I believe this is 15. I'm like 90% yes. confident this is 15.
0: That is what I thought as well. So so we are in agreement. And we're going to go ahead and call it 15.
1: Okay. Listener mail 15, which means we're going to have more and more fun, obscure Star Wars references. <laughs> it's just I all Star
0: it. Wars puns from here on out. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe there could be something else in the future. We just like puns in we, general.
1: but We might mess with you. But I think they're going to be. <laughs> but I, I am looking forward to digging real deep. Believe me. <laughs> So, no worries. <laughs> all right, I have I have
0: yes. some of the past title suggestions that you've given me. Had to like, like Google around the suggestion to figure out what what title you could possibly make, be making a reference to because I didn't recognize it at all. <laughs> and <Yes>. then invariably <laughs> went on like a thirty minute rabbit hole about whatever yeah. that title was about because I was like, how can I make some kind of weird pun or reference to that in my title description?
1: <laughs> i love this it's teamwork <laughs> very convoluted and almost not teamwork teamwork un, uh, un, unnecessarily complicated yeah. yeah 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 i mean i'm happy to talk about shadows of the empire if you ever need any okay, help cool. with that um Great. yeah into it we'll, we'll 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 meet up about that later um <laughs> perfect <laughs> sidebar <laughs> Yes, uh, let us get into this mail. Starting with Sheldon, who wrote, Here's me again, replying to an old rebroadcast. One of the advantages of being old is that I don't remember listening to the original, and it's all new to me again. (laughs) Same, my dude. (laughs) Honestly, yes. We've talked before, we forget what episodes we've even done, so Uh I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Sheldon continues, My computer tells me that I did listen back then, Not really peanut butter, but the peanut. You can't talk about peanut butter without talking about peanuts anyway. Mm -hmm. And this one is more for Annie since I felt guilty about leaving her in the background (laughs) with the bagel stuff. Do you know about the Santa Claus in the peanut? My father told me about this over 60 years ago. I thought it was something that everyone knew, but everyone I talked to about it didn't know. You take a peanut and split it in half. One of the halves will have that little nub in it. Take that half and eat the other. Look at the little nub. It looks like Santa. You can see his beard and hat. And the rest of the peanut is his large sack that's on his back. Huh. I can't say I've heard of this, Sheldon. Um, I'm fascinated by it. And honestly, I'm having a little trouble envisioning it. So I think I'm going to have to just do it. Yeah. I I can't see it in my mind's eye. Like, I know the nub that you're talking about, but I
0: can't uh, picture it. And I'm like, and I don't have any peanuts in the house
1: well i think we can fix. i think we can figure this out yeah this I, again this is like the cuts to the montage of us and like the goggles <laughs> the lab coats yeah, yeah. <laughs> little pipettes, yeah
0: cameras various scientific equipment we don't know what it does but yeah yeah uh-huh. lasers
1: uh-huh well we'll figure it out yeah we need the lasers for sure i think so <laughs> I think yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it extra science-y for sure. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And that's what we need. Yeah. Santa Claus peanut.
0: <laughs> We're going to figure it out. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Quick note from Myrna um, about peanut butter cookies. Yeah. Uh. Quote, a better recipe, cut the peanut butter in half and substitute tahini, uh, sesame butter. It makes the cookie more crisp and delicately flavored.
1: Ooh. Right? I bet that is really good.
0: I haven't. I don't use a lot of peanut butter in um in baking or cooking. But now I, my whole mind is just like expanding into this universe where I use a blend of peanut butter and tahini in everything that I yeah. do. That with
1: yeah, because I feel like I and you. I mean, I don't have to tell anybody here, mm-hmm. but I love peanut butter. But sometimes it's like um, it's a lot. I guess. Yeah, it's very
0: heavy. It's very rich. Mm-hmm. And so lightening that up a little bit
1: could be really delightful. Right, especially a lot of times I see recipes, you know, sort of in the Pad Thai realm that are like use peanut butter. And I'm like, I think that's too, that's not what I want. Like I do love peanut butter and noodles and and, it can be great. But what I kind of want is something much, like that has that flavor, but it is lighter. It's not like... Too clinging to the noodles or anything. Absolutely. Maybe this is just me not doing well cooking the peanut butter. <laughs> um, but I, I also when we got this note from Murner, I was like, wait a minute. Well, there's so many things I could try,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh gosh, and I and I do love sesame so much. Uh, mm-hmm. th- those those cookies uh, that we did the the ads for that one time, mm-hmm. uh, Leven. Yes. Yeah, one of mm-hmm. the ones that they sent us was like a double chocolate chip cookie that also had peanut butter chips in it mm-hmm. and had a little bit of sesame oil in the recipe. Ooh. Those mm-hmm. were those were my favorite. They're not currently a sponsor. I am not being paid to say this right now. Those were <laughs> heckin' delicious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm biased in a, in a certain way because they sent me free product one time but um but right. man those were good. <laughs> they were. <laughs> um well that one was really short so I am uh thank thank you though. Holy heck, thank yes. you. Um but uh but yeah uh, uh, I'll I'll do the next one too. A uh, Chad wrote, "I loved listening to the recent episode on turtle soup. However, when I saw the episode, I had the smallest sliver of hope that you were going to be talking about the real turtle soup." real in heavy quotes. Um, (laughs) Growing up, we had split pea soup in our house on at least a monthly basis. It was filling and fairly cheap to make. As a kid, though, that was a dreaded meal. This all changed when my mom started to call split pea soup turtle soup due to me being a late 80s, early 90s kid and my obsession with all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. After it was named that in our house, I looked forward to turtle soup night. She also helped me find my love for baked beans by calling them cowboy beans due to one of my favorite movies growing up, The Three Amigos. As a parent of young kids, we still call split pea soup turtle soup in our house. Our kids both enjoy it, and there is an added bonus of them liking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now as well. I'm glad my mom changed the name and helped me love such a tasty soup. We do this with our kids as well with other dishes like spinach banana muffins, Hulk muffins, anything colored red with beets, Iron Man, whatever, etc. cetera. Uh, whatever you can do to get a vegetable down them sometimes. Shrug emoji.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. Right? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful in a lot of ways because, first of all, I love... This is such a fascinating insight into the human psyche, mm-hmm. especially a child. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I, I mean... There's a lot of pros and cons of, like, macaroni and cheese shaped like SpongeBob SquarePants, but clearly they're onto something. Um, But also, I love that you loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but you were totally into maybe eating them in a turtle soup or eating their brethren
0: Ooh, yeah. oh yeah oh okay so right so this this bears the question or begs yes. the question rather uh right like did you think that the soup was made with turtles or was it just like turtle themed was it like right okay. was it like yeah, this is yeah, what makes true. this is what makes them green maybe i uh-huh. can be more like a turtle become.
1: i can become one of the teenage yeah turtles it's true that's true. I mean, it's a lot to think about yeah. in this email. Um I love it. <laughs> I do too. And it's such like a creative, smart parenting habit. Yeah, just, like just a, marketing.
0: Just like, yeah.
1: Oh. Well, this you don't like this muffin? It's Hulk muffin. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well then I must have it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Honestly, I could do this to myself to this day. I'll just start naming my meals. Ah. <laughs> I still do themed meals. You know I do. Oh, so yeah, I, clearly. It still works. It still works. It still works for me. Huh. Um, well, listeners, if you have any meals like this, please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Yes. Uh, Arik or Eric wrote. So, yes, I'm still catching up. I'm trying to avoid getting in front to avoid spoilers. Hmm. Anyway, I finally crossed into the 2021 episodes in the lima bean episode. I was wondering if you had any recipe slash cooking instructions for them. I've never liked them as every time I've had them, they have been mealy and bitter. It sounds like I have never had a good one cooked properly. While I can see there are a ton of recipes out there, I'm more likely to try one from a couple of hosts who I enjoy and who love the food. Uh, Still enjoying everything about the show. Don't know if you've gotten to Canada yet, but if you do plan to go to Toronto, my daughter is in law school there and can direct you to places, especially vegetarian ones. (sighs) Oh, yes. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for binging. And great hearing, yeah, yeah, updates. <laughs> yes, I actually am very fond of how many people have sent a, a similar version to this very email.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> um, which is like, I don't really like lima beans. Please tell me <laughs> what am I doing wrong? How can I? What's what? What are the haps, my friend? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like I forgot to mention in that episode, I might have said it in a later episode, but. It's kind of a, a funny scene in SpongeBob again, SpongeBob, um, <laughs> where they're, they're like these bullies are torturing him, and they're feeding him lima beans, and he's like, "Anything but that!" Um, <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear if you have any recipes, Lauren. I have like three answers I give people very quick. Okay, I do not, so go for it. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the main way I eat them is essentially I get a frozen, I get a frozen bag of them. Mm-hmm. I cook them with the instructions, and usually it gives you like uh, 10 to 12 minutes, and I do like 10 because I like a crisper uh, lima bean, and then I just, sometimes I'll put uh, chicken bouillon in there, but that's not necessary. That's if I'm feeling fancy, and then I just like put way too much of that uh, Tony's Creole seasoning in there in the water as you're boiling it, All right. and then when it's done, I really like kind of eating them with some of the broth, but if you don't, like you can drain them or however you want to do that, add more seasoning to taste of. I use the Creole seasoning. Um, And then if you want, add butter. I rarely do that. But it's, like, simple, easy, very flavorful. I love the texture. That's my number one way to eat them. I really like them in um, this oxtail stew recipe that I found. And no spoilers for you, but we did talk about this in an upcoming episode. (laughs) But basically, it's really... It's not the easiest recipe, and it's not the easiest thing to find oxtails, but if you can, it is, like, one of my favorite recipes I've discovered through this Ooh. show. And it's, a, it's a basically, like, a four-hour stew that involves a can of lima beans. Okay. And then I really like – and this one's harder to pull off, and I actually have never made it myself, but I've had friends who've made it. But, like, a, a lima bean salad um, with fresher – kind of lima beans okay. and like a bright flavors and herbs and lemon and stuff like that. It's usually like a summertime thing, uh-huh. but I love it when I've had it. I have never made it, but now I want to experiment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that I personally cook with lima beans, but I've, I've loved them when they've been prepared pretty much the way that Annie was describing with that first, with that first thing. Um, that is, I imagine like the directions on how those yes. things were made. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I keep looking. Yeah. I keep. I keep looking at bags in the frozen food aisle and thinking of you, Annie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My emergency lime. Yeah, and like thinking
0: yes. about getting some, and then going like I already have like so much frozen spinach, and like I get those mm-hmm. bags of a uh, mixed peas and carrots, and then just throw them into literally everything yes. else that I do. Um, mm-hmm. So that I feel like I'm eating a vegetable, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Uh, right. but yeah,
0: but yeah, maybe maybe my lima time is coming.
1: Oh, I hope so. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Honestly, like every it's one of those things that every time I make it, it's so simple and then I eat it. I'm like, this is the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't want to eat this more often. <laughs> Delicious. That could be just I hope that one of those recipes or you find a recipe that you like. Uh, to you and all of the other listeners who have written in about this and have given essentially the same three, three things, but let us know. Uh, in the meantime, we do have some more listener mail for you. Uh, we do. But first, we've got
4: a
0: quick break for a word from our sponsors.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies.
4: Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
0: Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Uh, Aaron wrote, Long time no right. Number one saver fan Aaron here. Months ago, I started to write you about my spoons, but got derailed. So let's try again. As a child, I collected souvenir spoons from every state and country I had ever visited where I could find one. But I never stopped to wonder why this all started in the first place. It was just something I did as long as I can remember. Due to space constraints, I sold them all when I cleared out my mother's estate a few years ago, but your spoon episode clarified a little bit of that history for me, which brings me to my next spoon story. Along with my mother's estate, I inherited what is perhaps my oldest family heirloom, a set of solid silver spoons engraved with the married initials of my great-great-grandmother. These six fancy little spoons were supposedly a wedding gift that has now been passed down through the ages. Growing up staring at these in my mother's china cabinet, and on the unfortunate occasion I was the house elf assigned to polish the silver for holidays, I always wondered, why spoons? Why not the whole set of silverware? If for the cost, why not one or two full place settings instead of spoons? Thank you for clarifying some of the strange history of this flatware. In any case, please enjoy the attached photo of my precious spoons.
1: And they are very beautiful spoons.
0: High quality. Um, Good
1: spoons. High quality. Also, I just have to say, I love that we get emails that are like, (laughs) I started to write to you about my spoons, but I got derailed. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Understood and and lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had questions like these, too, when I was a kid. I kind of didn't get the whole. Sure. Yeah. The whole spoon thing or just like the. I didn't get the like, oh, these are our really nice plates. Yeah. And we bring them out at this time. And I'm like, but we're just going to break them. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we could answer some spoon related <laughs> queries for you. Always. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always. Um, Aaron did have some other notes mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron continues, next, your Limburger cheese episode reminded me not so fondly of my childhood when my dad would walk around the house snacking on Limburger. He would proffer a slice under the nose of anyone (laughs) unfortunate (laughs) enough to be in range saying, stinky cheese, stinky cheese, smells like feet, tastes like gold. (laughs) Even the cat would take one whiff and run the other way. As a very picky eater, I could never even attempt to taste a bit of it. But my dad, he remains fond of that funk to this day and well into his golden years.
0: Hmm.
1: And finally, because I had no real reason to write to you after the blue crab episode but thought you'd enjoy it anyway, Hmm. attached are also a few pics of me and my family enjoying one of our very favorite weekend activities, catching blue crabs at our home in Chincoteague Island, Virginia. I hope I did not butcher that. Um, Hmm. Where a few chicken necks A piece of string, a net, and a bit of patience are all you need to catch a dinner fit for a king. Hmm. Unfortunately, changing climate and overfishing by those who do not abide by minimum size limits have caused a drastic drop in the population of crabs in recent years. I don't like to be a tattletale, but I can't count the number of times I have called the game warden on those who refuse to throw back buckets full of baby crabs, even after we kindly informed them of size restrictions. For the last three or four years, we have hardly had an acceptable catch to make dinner. So I'd like to take this opportunity to remind folks that seafood size restrictions exist for very good reason. Food source sea creatures need to reach breeding age and have a chance to repopulate before harvest. If they are eaten before they are mature, there will be none left to breed. Please abide by the rules to protect the future of not only our food supply, but our ecosystems, too. I only hope these happy little boys in my pictures can grow up to share the joy of crabbing with their children.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All of that, it's indeed. True. Yeah, sustainability. Yes. Yeah, it's, it. The, the rules exist for reasons.
1: Yes, 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 they do. Um, and I feel like a lot of times people get so like, well, surely it's just me, yeah. it doesn't apply to me, but
0: it does. It does. It does. Yeah.
1: Um, also, you're... Limburger cheese story is very cute. And uh, my dad used to do that with buttermilk.
0: Oh, uh-huh. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: Or it kind of almost became a game. Like now I've had buttermilk and I like it. But huh. because it was him being like, oh, buttermilk, I was like, never. Never. Yes.
0: Not the lima <laughs> yes. beans. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <Huh. laughs> uh, Chris wrote, I just wanted to make a quick note and add another food related sports mascot to your list. Here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, we have a local baseball team called the Growlers. I know that doesn't seem to be food-related on first glance, but Kalamazoo is a big craft beer town, so the type of growlers we usually think about here are these 64-ounce glass jugs that can be used to take beer home from the brewery. My wife and I are huge craft beer fans, and we seek them out every time we travel. Through the years, we've amassed an immense collection of growlers, but we had to stop collecting them when we ran out of shelf space. Despite that, our quest to get as many breweries as possible continues. We hope to make it to brewery number 300 by the end of the summer. Okay, back to mascot stuff. Uh, the Growlers' actual mascot's name is Porter, uh, like the style of dark beer. He used to be called Barley, with two Es. Um, but that name had to be changed after a legal dispute between the Growlers and the Hillsborough Hops, one of the mascots that you mentioned in the podcast. I have strong opinions about naming a hop cone barley, but this is probably the wrong podcast for that discussion. Maybe you can do one about food-based legal disputes in the future.
1: I can't tell you how badly I want to do that. <laughs> let me free and I oh, yeah. will let loose. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Every time we find one of those in a history, we are so excited. Yes. Um yes. and I would I would say that this might be precisely the right podcast for your oh. strong opinions about naming
1: a hopcone barley. I agree. I cannot think of one better. I can't either, and I, I want to know all about it. I, this is hilarious <laughs> to me that they got an illegal dispute. <laughs> barley <gasps> in the Hillsborough. Oh, yeah, barley versus even... barley.
0: Fight. Love it.
1: Have you seen the Muppet Christmas Carol? <laughs> <laughs> Marley and Marley is my favorite song. Now we could have barley and barley. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Also, uh, Chris included pictures of the growler collection that was described, and it is very impressive, uh-huh. um, and also had a note about nightmares that it would collapse. Oh, um, oh that's fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, this is great. I love the growlers. <laughs> the first thing you go to yes. is like the thing from a beer brewery. That's amazing. <sighs> Wonderful. Oh, a very large so
0: souvenir, but I
1: appreciate it. Yes, 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 yes. And something else we appreciated is this is but one Ah. of several emails we have to read about food-based mascots. Yes,
0: and we are going to get into the rest of those after we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. visit Pronamel.com. I never thought I'd take
4: my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
2: wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
1: thank you sponsor yes thank you all right so let's get into some of these mascot <gasps> yeah, messages. yeah 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 okay all right caitlin wrote thank you both for this great detour from edible food to cheerable possibly dancing <laughs> foods i stumbled on reese's i hope so or maybe rise uh, travel show recently, and she's not a sports team mascot, but she's close enough to, for me to bring it up. He has a short show about traveling in Japan, which was fun to watch, but important to this email is it did involve creating a mascot to promote travel to New Zealand based on their prized dessert, the Pavlova. Um, there's so much dedicated to him meeting other mascots and trying to figure out Pabu-chan's personality as a tourism mascot. She's super cute as a song and even a super jump, huh. I have yet to find out if anyone else has donned the costume. All right, she is super cute.
0: Yeah. So, so this is a Pavlova, a, a mascot that is a Pavlova. Yes. Um, Pavuton is uh, is is pink, um, and her mm-hmm. like her main body is just a big head head Pav- Pavlova. With, with <laughs> yes. the with the cream and the strawberries, and it looks like little kiwi sections, yeah, and a big mm-hmm. a big grape, a big chocolate, a big I'm not sure what in the center yeah, on
1: the top, yeah. yeah, The centerpiece. I don't know either. Yeah,
0: and her eyes are really big and like
1: mm-hmm. cute stars. Yeah, says the pupils. Yeah,
0: she looks like she's having a really nice time, and that she wants you to have a nice time as well.
1: Yes, she's very cute. And not and, even in a creepy uh, way, to be honest. Like, this is genuinely no, adorable. Very, very much so. And this set me down a hole. We didn't even touch on Japan's oh. food mascots. No, that is... is... a separate. That's a separate thing than what we were talking about. But that is a whole other avenue we're going oh, to have
0: to Oh, 20,000%. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Some of my favorite weird brands in japan do these weird cute
1: food things so yes yes honestly if this is the rabbit hole of the episode i think if you haven't <laughs> looked into the like japan's mascot culture this is time here you go yeah go do it they say mascots are like everything it's <laughs> astonishing
0: yeah, yeah. And the entire, right, like, like, Kauai kind of, kind of culture is really strong and intense and mm-hmm. intense.
1: Yes. So, yeah. But this was a perfect, acute cute example. Food-based, yeah. super jump, music. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Pavlova. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, uh, Mary
0: Bell wrote... I'm listening to your mascot episode and had to stop to write. We live in Southern Maryland and have a small team called the Blue Crabs. Um, I know uh, could be food, could be an animal. Um, they have a mascot named Pinch. This mascot looks nothing like a blue crab, so I had to share for a giggle. Thank you for all you do. I've been a fan since episode one. You are my go-to podcasts when on road trips with my family because you make puns on par with mine, and my husband just rolls his eyes as he learns keep it up as uh, so he realizes that it's normal to be this way.
1: Easy. <laughs> Can do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't stop us. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love the menacing note. It's mm-hmm. appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is great. So many of you have written in that you've been with us since like the early days. Oh, and, I know. At the beginning. Right. That's amazing. Oh. Um, but yes, I love so many things about this email. Like, first of all, no, it doesn't look anything like a blue crab. No,
0: this this falls into the to the like 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 Muppet monster kind of category of sports mm-hmm. mascots. It's like a big blue furry. It could be a bear. It might be a possum. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with him. You know.
1: No. You know, pinch has a lot jersey. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. Pinch does have a lot going on, but it doesn't <gasps> seem to be claws. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> also, like kind of orangish protrusions on the head. Furry orange producers. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, big Muppet shoes. The jersey does say blue crab, so that tells me something. <laughs> but I, I I love these mascots where you're like, I'm not really sure what's going on here. I don't uh-huh. know what I'm supposed to be taking away. Yeah. It's sort of fun. It is sort of fun. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Here's another good one. Um, David wrote, I am shocked, shocked I tell you huh. that you didn't mention the Milwaukee Brewers racing sausages. <laughs> It's it's five food mascots for the price of one. They are also the original and best mascot race in the big leagues. They are one, bratwurst, two, Polish sausage, three, Italian sausage, four, hot dog, and five, chorizo. Uh, They have been a delightful part of every Brewer's Home Game since I was a kid and occasionally have a relay race with kids dressed as mini sausages. All right. Now, Uh. before we try to describe these... I think we have mentioned these before, briefly. Um, also, Stephen Colbert uh, has oh, participated, okay, okay. Uh-huh. as one of these sausages. Oh, wow. But um, they are—you're right. We should have mentioned them again. There's no like limit no how many times we should mention the racing sausages (laughs) and this is the thing that i butchered so badly because i was tired and i don't know sports the seventh inning stretch not the oh it's not halftime no it's not Uh, (laughs) halftime yes but yeah yeah (laughs) so you know when they have those kind of like fun bring out your tools and they race that's atlanta but um yes i love that it's sausages here
0: uh huh. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. OK, there is. Yeah. So so each of these. Oh, heck, um, uh, each of these sausages. It, the, OK, so, so, so the costume is like a is like a big oblong <sighs> vertical <laughs> sausage with like, you know, the little human legs at the bottom, uh-huh. just little skinny human legs um, yep. uh, and little skinny human arms.
3: But then mm-hmm. these
0: very large, elongated sausage faces, like faces on the mm-hmm. sausage, with like really, um, really big noses, um, really mm-hmm. big noses, and like sometimes like like facial hair or like eyebrows, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and hats of different kinds. Yeah. Each one has a different hat, and like mm-hmm. the clothing that they're wearing is like vaguely uh, related to whatever sausage type they are like um uh like like the italian sausage is kind of wearing like a little like italian deli uniform (laughs) um yeah and like like the bratwurst is wearing like a little lederhosen kind of situation Mm -hmm. yeah so so Mm -hmm. like it just sort of goes like that
1: yeah it's definitely something you need to look up and see to believe i think (laughs) um
0: <laughs> Hard agree. Hard <laughs> agree. Um I I need to I need to let you all know like like I like Annie's the one who compiles these episodes, but I do always read through them before we come into the studio. I usually do, um uh it depends on how my day is going. But um but but I did read through these earlier and I laughed even harder the first
1: time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> that was a genuine reaction. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's quite funny. Uh, it's the only natural reaction. <laughs> uh, um
0: oh. so yeah. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one more. Uh, uh mm-hmm. Dan and Gina wrote. Evergreen State College alum here. Go Fighting Gooey Ducks. Undefeated in football since 1967. And responding to your request for former students to write in and provide feedback on the two speedies. Okay, when I was there from 2007 to 2010, we had the uh, all green body speedy with the white shell. Looks like the new speedy you referenced, uh, white body and green shell, uh, was introduced around 2014. The older one is much better, in my opinion, and looks way more Evergreen. Uh, Evergreen is a tiny school with a very basic sports program, so we didn't get the luxury of seeing Speedy much, um, except for merch at the campus bookstore. Oh, um, and we have eaten Gooey Duck once in China. Oh, it was pretty good. Oddly, see it in grocery stores, but not on menus much. And please, it's Washington, not Washington State. No one says Washington State except for people on the East Coast. This is from someone who grew up in Washington and is now living in Washington, D.C. Thanks. Um, And can you give a shout out to my wife, Gina? We've been listening since the pineapple and champagne days of food stuff. We always wanted to write in and never had, but couldn't pass this one up. Of course! Yes! Hey, Gina! Hey, Dan! Uh, yes! Thank yes. you for all of the in! Shows. Oh, my goodness. Thank
1: you for writing in. Thanks for sticking around <laughs> yeah. with us all of this time. <laughs> I love it. I love when we hear from people who have been listening since the beginning, and they're like, I would never written in, here's the time. It's it's. Great. I'm glad it that just... we could
0: give you your time. Yeah. Yes!
1: Yes. And, I mean, this, we called, we wanted answers about the two different gooey ducks. Yeah. <laughs> mascots that we were running across in that episode. And you have given them to us. Uh, I love the strong opinion about the better one.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's also quite a sight, listeners. If you haven't looked it up, please do. It's hard to describe, to be honest. Um, I
0: think it is, ch- I think, as with many things, Gooey Duck, you truly have to see it for yourself.
1: Agreed. Mm-hmm. hard agree yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> also noted about washington state but in our in fairness does we are on the east we coast. are on the east coast <laughs> yeah and so
0: right so like to us like when when someone says washington it's more likely that they are referring to washington dc um mm-hmm. which is what we call washington dc we just call it washington and so mm-hmm. like in, in in our brains i think that we're doing an opposite thing where yeah yeah if someone says Washington, wow. they mean Washington, D.C. And if you specify Washington State, then that's
1: when you're talking about Washington. Yes. <laughs> it's a mess. The human language, and dialects, linguistics. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely, fun mess. Love it. It is. It is. Oh, so much of these mascots is that. Um, <laughs> but this, as always, has been a delight. And we truly appreciate hearing from all of you um it's just it's so fun like we just have so much fun connecting over these things and seeing and hearing from you like these pictures or hearing what your thoughts are around this thing or especially like locally what's going on oh yeah
0: yeah and i i know that i i say this in like pretty much every listener mail episode but but y'all like podcasting is such a weirdly like like I don't want to say lonely because that makes it sound sad, but like it's it's a very <laughs> just like just like sheltered medium. Like right. it's literally just like me in this weird little slapdash studio that I'm in, like like mm-hmm. in in my house and Annie right. in her house and in my closet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, and mm-hmm. just talking to each other on a Skype call. And so right. the fact that people listen gets a little mm-hmm. lost sometimes. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Right, and especially like the fact that people are like, oh, this is, I like this, or this is fun, yeah, or I have a story about this. Yeah, or, like, this is
0: like meaningful to me in literally any way. I'm like, well, really? Yes. Huh. huh. Yes.
1: That's that's Agreed. amazing to hear. Thank you. Someone else <laughs> like thinking about food-shaped <laughs> sports baskets? Yes. <laughs> it's wonderful to hear. Absolutely. Also, final note, I think we will have a and d update soon, because we've <gasps> kind of started playing again yeah yes and we busted out our uh listener dice oh that was such a... they're so cool that's so cool the oh little my god pastries in the dice <laughs> that's so perfect. perfect they were the hit you were, a hit. You were. everyone loved them
0: <laughs> yeah super producer dylan um said is that a macaron <laughs> yes and it was
1: and it listener precisely it was. that
0: like t- yeah that... that was so good
1: <laughs> oh so good um Well, thank you from the bottom of our hearts Mm -hmm. um, for writing in, for taking this time. Um, If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We
0: are also on social media sometimes. Uh, We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod, and we do hope to hear from you. Savor is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies.
2: In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your
3: trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets—